Here it is. Again. And it's called... I believe that the music I heard is a killer. It's a killer of hope. It's a killer of spirit. And Devo plays for Muffy's party. We bring you an act. They'll just boggle your mind. The Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. Let's go! Hey, everybody. I'm Joseph. And I'm Rob. Welcome to the Elvis Costello edition of Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, the history of punk, post-punk, and new wave, 1976 to 1986. We're doing a deep dive on Elvis Costello, and I'll tell you what, when I first uh, started listening to this, not a big Elvis Costello fan, so I was kind of hoping that this deep dive would turn me around. We're going to be covering the first eight albums of his career from 1977 to 1983, and I think we just need to get on into it. Uh, the first song we're going to play for you is Elvis Costello's Mystery Dance. Romeo was restless, he was ready to kill. He jumped out the window because he couldn't sit still. Julia was waiting with a safety net. said, don't bury me because I'm not dead yet. Why don't you tell me about the mystery dance? I want to know about the mystery why don't you show me cause I tried and I tried and I'm still mystified I can't do it anymore and I'm not satisfied Well I remember when the lights went out And I was trying to make it look like it was never in doubt She thought that I knew and I thought that she knew So both of us were willing but we didn't know how to do it Why don't you tell me about the mystery dance I wanna know about the mystery dance Why don't you show me cause I tried and I This song, of course, is off of Elvis Costello's debut album. Um, not one of my favorite songs off of this album, um, <laughs> but uh, but you like it a lot. I do like it a lot. Yeah, it's it's a little too boogie woogie rock and roll for me. Yeah. But, um, so before we talk about his debut album um let's just back up a little bit and i actually don't feel like i have a lot to say about elvis costello you know before we get into our rankings other than um surprise surprise elvis costello is not his uh his real name it's declan patrick mcmanus and every once in a while you will find a song on one of his albums credited to uh, McManus for whatever reason, um, <clears throat> as far as as far as the songwriting goes. The top five Spotify songs ex uh, for Elvis Costello within this time period of seventy-seven to eighty-three is um, from number one to number five. Pump it up. Allison, Oliver's Army, Watching the Detectives, and Every Day I Write the Book. And I don't, I feel like we've talked about Elvis Costello an awful lot uh, already, just in previous episodes. So I, I'm not sure that I have much more to say before we jump into it, other than he was originally a computer programmer. I guess there is one thing to say, and that is that currently in the days of COVID where people are staying at home and doing a lot of stuff online, Elvis Costello is kicking out some good music all the time and he's sharing it with people online. 
So. Uh, he he is a machine. Yeah. He is a songwriting machine. He's got, I mean, this is his first eight albums. So we're going to have to do at least three different episodes <laughs> to cover. Yeah. We, we won't cover every single album of his, but, um, you know, even... Even like picking and choosing, it's gonna be three different parts. Yeah. Um, so, lots of good. Okay, stuff. so rankings. Yeah. You ready for rankings? I am. So I I just have two predictions about rankings. Um, uh-huh. One is a suspicion, and one is an absolute certainty. Oh, I want to hear. Or it. as certain <laughs> as as I can be as far as our rankings go. Mm-hmm. So the certainty is you and I are least favorite. Elvis Costello album from this period is going to be the same. Yeah, I bet you you're <laughs> right. Like yeah. A no-brainer. <laughs> and then the other prediction, which I'm feeling pretty confident, is that's, that may be the only thing that that where our rankings line up. I think <laughs> otherwise we're going to be completely all over the place. Oh, um, yeah. So, so that's, that's my predictions. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. Okay, so uh, you want to go first? I'll go first. Um, what should I start with? The my least favorite and go to my favorite. Absolutely, All build right. the suspense. So the uh, my least favorite album of Elvis Costello's in this time period, of course, mm-hmm. is. Uh, n- so I'll start from number eight since we're covering eight albums. Yep. Uh, number eight is Almost Blue, which is filled with country covers. Yep. And oh boy. I mean, I got to say, I like some of those. I like those songs. Those are classic country hits. And I couldn't, I couldn't help. I I just couldn't stand it. (laughs) Number seven, uh, Get Happy. Number six is Armed Forces. Number five is My Aim is True. Number four is This Year's Model. Number three is Imperial Bedroom. Number two is Punch the Clock. And number one is Trust. Wow. Wow. So I'm surprised on a couple of different levels. Uh-huh. One is we actually, there are, we line up on some stuff pretty nicely. Really? And second um, is your top couple of ones. I would never have guessed. Yeah. Never have guessed. Okay. So um, my number eight is... <laughs> Almost blue. This is a this is a album of country, and this is not country songs. These are country western songs. These are old Old school. school. These are twangy steel guitar songs. Um, Number seven is "Get Happy." So Uh, we're we are right so far. We're like simpatico. I I was guessing that this was going to be high on your list. So. Um, number six is Punch the Clock. Number five is My Aim is True. Number four is Trust. Number three is This Year's Model. And and number three, number two, and number one are practically just a dead tie. I mean, they're I love both of them so much. Uh, so number three is This Year's Model. Two is Imperial Bedroom, and number one is Armed Forces. Wow. So we matched three albums. Yep, yep. And some of them, some of the ones that we didn't match were very close. 
Yep. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So let's let's talk about Elvis Costello's debut album, My Aim is True. This is an album that we have talked about a lot. Um, it was number four on our best of 77, um, as voted by the Deep Dives community. Um, that was episode 6A. And um, we've, we've already heard quite a few songs off of this album. We heard Watching the Detectives from episode 6A, the best of 77. We heard Waiting for the End of the World from the bonus um, What's Your Favorite Album of 1977 episode. And I'm Not Angry from episode 4, The Summer of 77. Uh, and then, of course, we just heard Mystery Dance. A um, lot of accolades for this album. Um, Rolling Stone thinks that... Um, the song Allison is the 318th greatest song of all time, and Watching the Detectives is the 354th greatest song of all time, and it's Rolling Stone's 168th greatest album of all time. You know, I, I want to say about this album, um, in the podcast, going into this album for the first time episodes ago now, um, I was really pleasantly surprised about it, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I mean, it ended up as like number four or five on my list this time, but it's it's both of our number fives. Yeah. yeah, but I was really pleasantly surprised going into this as not an Elvis Costello fan, and mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, um, we I don't know that we need to spend a lot of time talking about the, this album because we have talked about it a oh, lot. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in all of our thoughts about, I mean, because we, we get into the backing band Clover and, and the history of that, all of that in episode four, the summer of 77. Uh, so you might want to go back and listen to that if you're curious, but we're not going to repeat ourselves here. Yeah. Um, the most famous songs off of this album are Allison, Less Than Zero, The Angels Want to Wear My Red Shoes, and Watching the Detectives, which, as we've noted before, was not on the original UK release, but was on the original uh, US release. So we count it. Right. What else do you want to say about this before we listen to the second song? Oh, no, I, nothing. I think nothing? we should go, except for, except for that... Nicolo produced it. I just want to point that out. That's right. <laughs> Nic Nicolo, we will just assume that Nicolo produces everything until we tell you to stop. Exactly. <laughs> good um, job. Good job, Nicolo. It's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the second song we're going to hear today is Less Than Zero. Um, it's kind of one of his more, more famous songs, and we've just already played a lot of stuff off, the, off of this album over over the last six months. Um, but I pick this song because, so I want to do something a little bit different, something that we've never done before. Um, I want to play this song and then it go directly into the song Lipstick Vogue. So Lipstick Vogue is off of 
his second album called This Year's Model. Of course, the difference between the two albums is that it's a different band. Um, Clover is on My Aim is True. His new band, which will stick for him through thick and thin, um, is The Attractions. And um, I think it's a really interesting juxtaposition between these two songs because I would say that Less Than Zero is an exceptionally well-written song. I mean, he's a great songwriter, but even for him being such a great songwriter, this is really a standout song as far as the songwriting goes. But boy, is the music sluggish on this. <laughs> well, Clover was uh, yeah. a country, country yeah. rock yeah. band originally. So, And yeah. then we're going to go into Lipstick Vogue, which is... I mean, the songwriting next to Less Than Zero pales a little bit, but I don't want that to be interpreted as a criticism of the songwriting on Lipstick Vogue. I think it's a it's a really well-written song. It's just not an, a stone-cold classic like uh, Less Than Zero is. But boy, is the music ferocious. So it's like... Less than zero had a lot more potential, but didn't didn't reach its full potential as far as I'm concerned. Lipstick Vogue maybe had less raw potential, but absolutely, this is the best rendition of this song possible. Nice. We'll uh, listen to Less Than Zero, and then we'll, we'll fade right into Lipstick Vogue, and... Boy, the difference is jarring. It, it's extraordinary. Calling Mr. Ozzle with a swastika tattoo. There is a vacancy waiting in the English voodoo. Carving beef for metal on the field to bar his head. When it's had a number that maybe you'll take him to bed too. Sure he's alive or he wishes he was dead. Suspect even your mother won't detect it So your father won't know They think that I got no respect But everything means less than zero Head, head, head So let's control a man and search for token You wanna throw me away? Well, I'm not joking There are some words that don't allow to be spoken Sometimes I almost feel just like a human being Just another mouth, hey. last in the lipstick bowl, not just another 
was not a bad song. And I think that the music's still pretty good on it. But I gotta say, the delivery, and not just the music um, as far as it changing into Lip Lipstick Vogue. I mean, Lipstick Vogue's music's great, and it is ferocious, like you said. But it's even a different delivery on the part of Elvis Costello that, that really Oh, yeah, yeah. It. Well, I, I think I think it makes all the difference in the world having a, a propulsive performance of the music. You know, that's got to influence his his performance as well. I mean, uh, I love Lipstick Vogue, but it's all about the music for me. I mean, mm -hmm. and and this whole album, this is, I mean, the the attractions are always super tight. But this is the most ferocious we ever hear them on this first album. I mean, just all the way through. I, they, this is some extraordinary music. And um, I, you know, I, I, the, the story that's being told is much more compelling in Less Than Zero than it is uh, Lipstick Vogue. Right. But, um, but boy... When the music is that good, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really you're, doesn't matter. You're right about that. Um, uh, in my opinion, the lyrics on Elvis Costello's part are always great. Um, well, yeah, yeah. You know, they're always great lyrics. So it's hard to say. Yeah, it wasn't as well written as some of the others, but it's still an amazing. Well, you say, you know, the the story is a little. It's it's a little slight yeah. compared to um, Less Than gotcha. Zero. So anyways, this is um, a track off of this year's model. We uh, spend a fair amount of time talking about this album on the last episode. Um, and we heard, last episode we heard This Year's Girl and You Belong to Me. Um, the big hits off of this album were uh, Pump It Up, Radio Radio, and I Don't Want to Go to Chelsea. Um, let's see, what else can we say about this album other than to just reiterate how amazing the music is? Um, Rolling Stone magazine thinks it's the 98th greatest album of all time. And, um, oh, and we got to hear that very cool new version of this year's girl at yeah. the end of, uh, this is the first time I've spoken to you since, since we released that episode. Yeah. And so we haven't talked since you've heard that version. Oh, what yeah, are you, I, what are you thinking? It, it blows me away. I mean, it, it kind of paints a whole new picture of the song and the meaning. And yeah. The, yeah. You know, it really does. It's astounding. Um, yeah. 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 It really I, is. The, the, the female artist, I, her name is escaping me all of a sudden. Natalie something or other. Bergman. Bergman. Natalie Bergman. Yeah. Uh, brilliant vocalist. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the duet so, was just great. So for anyone who who uh, didn't listen to last episode, um, first of all, what are you doing? Go back and listen to last episode. <laughs> but this is where we're referring to... Um, the the theme version of the song for season two of an HBO series called The Deuce. Um, 
Anything else about this album before we get into um, your pick? No, not as of yet. I think we're good. So this was this was my third favorite of this phase of Elvis Costello's uh, career. Where you you had it a little bit lower, I think, yeah. right? This year's model was my my number four. Okay, all right, yeah. so pretty close. I w I was expecting this to be your number one. Yeah, you know, so was I. Yeah. So yeah. was I, um, and then I listened to the rest of it. You know, I listened to I listened to you know six yeah. other albums. <laughs> so you are going to notice a a pattern emerge um, throughout this playlist, at least for my picks. Mm -hmm. So Elvis Costello, he's an amazing songwriter, and he's a real Renaissance man. Um, and he he is going to as his career progresses it's you're gonna see more and more layers to elvis costello and what his interests are and what his his capabilities are um and for me rob you you of course have have heard this playlist several times so you're familiar with the songs that are coming up have you noticed a, a distinct arc for the songs that i picked you know, I never really thought about it. Really? So I... it is the, the the songs that I love the most from Elvis Costello are, are kind of one of two molds. They're either the ferocious barn burners or they're the sort of like slow ballads, maybe not quite the right word, but the, the introspective... Um, anguished soulful guy going on an inward journey sort of mournful thing yeah and um and at some point you can see that arc happen where it's like his 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 real strengths at the beginning are his barn burners and then for me the real standouts at some point become this more these more mature, complex, slower, deeper journey, inward journeys. Um, yeah. And he is, he is extraordinary at both, but you, you will definitely see that arc as, there, as we progress. So right there. now we're, we're in his, his fast, furious man with a mission, uh, guns ablazing Elvis Costello, um, <clears throat> and I love it. It's great. So we're going to go into my pick. Yeah. For this year's model, um, and I I chose. I don't want to go to Chelsea. I know that it's you know it's one of the singles. It was one of the big one of the hits off the album. Yeah, was, not not nearly as big as the other two though. Right, and that's that's why I chose it. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it really is one of my favorite songs on the album. But there were a lot of really great songs on this album. So I went yeah. with that one, and uh, I don't know. It it just it just kind of grabs me. the The lyrics kind of they kind of tell the story. I think of of Elvis Costello as an up and comer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Every time I hear this song, a phrase goes through my head, and the phrase is "ha bloody ha," <laughs> and the reason for that is. I read somewhere, and I, I'm pretty sure it was in liner notes for some 
Elvis Costello compilations. It, it, it might have been Girls, 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 where he he tells a story about when this song came out. He had this thing where when he would hop into a taxi and the guy, you know, the taxi cab driver would go, where do you want, where to? He would go, I don't want to go to Chelsea. And uh, he says the first time he said that to a cab driver, the response was ha bloody ha. So every time I hear the song, I think ha bloody ha. Photographs and fancy tricks that get your kicks at six to six. It thinks of all the lips that it licks and all the girls that it's going to fix. She gave a little flirt, gave herself a little cuddle, but there's no place here for the men of good waddle. Capital punishment, she is last year's model. The call in Natasha when she looks like Elsa. I don't want to go to Chelsea. Oh no, it does not move me. Now you talked about the stages of Elvis Costello's albums. To me, this is this is that stage. You can definitely see it through his through his work, where he's like I said, the up and comer. And then you can tell that he's going through some things in his life, which we'll talk about much later. But this was the period where he was the up and comer, and he was, you know, busting his ass to get a record made, playing guitar in in you know. At, at work after hours. So it's. I suppose it, that we do have to really briefly, because I can't imagine that it's news to many people, but I, I, I think we would be remiss not to mention his Saturday Night Live um, <clears throat> appearance. So this is very, this is one of the most famous musical appearances in Saturday Night Live lore. Um, do you want to, you want to tell it real quickly? I, no. Fr- frankly, I've heard it so many times. I'm go, no. Go right ahead. No, go go for it. Okay. Are are you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you know, it's a it's a vague. I have a vague memory of it. I know I know the gist, but but yeah. Go, yeah. So um, it was, it was. I believe it was just as this year's model was coming out and um, he went on to on Saturday Night Live and I believe they they played two songs and I think maybe the first song was Allison. I I can't be sure about that, but um, he wanted to play. I think it was Radio Radio or maybe it was Pump It Up. One of those two, one of the two new singles. But they insisted that he play less than zero. And so he got into, um, you know, they, they got into the first several bars of the song. And then he pulled a Jimi Hendrix. That's what it's referred to as a Jimi Hendrix. Actually, now it's kind of referred to as like Elvis Costello. But it was <laughs> Jimi Hendrix did it first, where in live TV he just stopped and then they went into the song that he wanted to play and they played it and he got banned from Saturday Night Live for a very yeah. long time. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that's a big thing, getting banned from Saturday Night Live. There are people who have been banned for life and will never be back. And some people, it takes a while. <laughs> yeah, well, there were there were a couple of things that really um, kind of stunted uh 
Elvis Costello's growth in in popularity here in the states. Uh, that's one of them. There's another one we'll get to when we get to. Ah, big sigh. So should we okay. go ahead and yeah? Let's should we go talk. ahead and connect into the next the next album? Yep. All right. Uh, uh, next album's Armed Forces. Yeah, released in 1979. Um, the hits were. Uh, Oliver's Army, Accidents Will Happen. And then here in the States, um, what's so funny about Peace, Love, and Understanding wasn't an actual hit at the time, but it's it's really um, taken on a life of its own. And I would say at this point, this is one of the most played Elvis Costello songs on like classic rock radio here in the States. Of course, not written by Elvis Costello, but written by... Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe, that's <laughs> right. So this is my favorite Elvis Costello album, I think probably of all time. And I couldn't tell you why. In fact, if I were to make a list of my 10 favorite Elvis Costello songs, maybe Goon Squad would make the the couple of you know bottom tier you know maybe number nine or number ten but there is something about this album just across the board i mean i can really be basically just close my eyes and point and pick a song to feature um now goon squad we did hear way back in um our favorite new wave artists bonus episode um this album is Rolling Stone's 475th greatest album of all time and Q's 45th greatest British album of all time. So let's hear a song off of this album. Um, let's listen to Senior Service. And this, I mean, I'm, I pretty much just picked a song because I love them all. Uh, but this one has has some real punch to it. I I, I like it a lot. This song sounded the most disco. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that because I've never thought disco on this. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, so his previous album, this year's model, is his most ferocious album. But this, there are moments in this song where, where it's, it, it's just, I mean, the energy is so high in his, his performance. They, it, it's a little more of a mid-tempo song, 
but he he is vicious in this song, both his performance and his lyrics. It's just it's got some real bite to it. Um, it, it but does, yeah. I went. Uh, there were there were so many songs. I went back and forth. This is a pretty low ranked album for you. Where, yeah. Where, this isn't really clicking for you, huh? Yeah, I, and I don't know. I don't know why, except early on listening to it, some of the songs kind of caught me off guard, and I'm not sure. Um, I I really enjoyed "Accidents Will Happen," uh, "Senior Service." I was only ho hum about, but when it hit "Big Boys," I. I don't know what it was, but that song felt kind of. It I don't know. It it took me back. Now I did. I did. It is one of my favorite songs on the album. I am starting to function in the usual way. Everything is so provocative, very, very temporary. I shall walk. I shall walk out. sure if it was about a guy caught in a compromising uh, position with a supermodel or uh, cheating on his wife or, or trading her in for a prettier younger woman I, I you know and it just for some reason it kind of made me think that Elvis Costello's got some stuff going on in his life in this time and it, it, it brought me down <laughs> uh, uh, well I like this because this is like the sweet spot for me for Elvis uh -huh. Costello where he's there's um there's still the angry and the propulsion of the last album it's yeah. not quite as much but the um production and the songwriting and the lyrical content is a little bit more layered um and I just think it's a remarkably consistent album. I mean, although there are pro probably no songs on here I would rate as a 10, they're like all seven, eights, and nines. Nice. Uh, I, I just, this is such a solid album. Yeah, well, I, I will admit that it's, it's not that it's not a good album that it ranked lower on my list. It's that, it's that it really, it kind of threw me for some reason, and I, I hmm. can't really explain it. Not effectively. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really hard to say why why certain albums resonate with with people, and th this just this feels like a very layered and complete world. This album mm -hmm. that he puts puts you in it all. You know, all of the streets are connected. Uh, every every block is. A distinctly different block, but it's all in the same city. There's nothing jar. Well, I guess what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding is a little. That sounds a little bit tacked on. Yes, um, exactly. But yeah. but uh, other than that, I, I, it's it is consistent, 
but yet all of the songs are distinct from each other, which is is just that's what I love the most when when an album is like that. It's funny that 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 song does feel tacked on at the end because it, mm-hmm. it was one that they actually removed a song from uh, the album and replaced it with with Nick Lowe's. What's yeah. so funny about Peace yeah, of Understanding? Yeah. Okay, so, um, hmm. Yeah. So as we've been, you know, even before we recorded our first episode of this podcast, um, you know, there were many things that I was really looking forward to and a couple of things I was dreading. And uh, one of them was, you know, getting to the the Stranglers early stuff in the misogyny and punk issue. Um, and the other one is, um, uh, okay. There was an incident, um, in the United States with Elvis Costello when he was touring in support of armed forces. And you, you know exactly what, I'm talking about, right, Rob? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm very familiar with this. Yeah. Um, I just, somehow, I got all the way until like 2001, 2002 before I even heard of it because uh-huh. I didn't really know Elvis, who Elvis Costello was until long after this incident happened. So what happened was um, he, after a show, he was in a bar he got drunk. Uh-huh. He got into a very heated argument with a couple of members of, of Stephen Steele's band. Um, and they were talking about, um, well, there, there are different versions of what happened. But uh, the, the gist of it is they were, they were arguing about British musicians versus you, uh, American musicians. And... Um, Elvis Costello, he he um, used the N word <clears throat> in reference to James Brown and Ray Charles um, in a intentionally very derogatory way. Um, and I got to tell you, when when I finally learned of this, it blew my mind because. Talk about a disconnect between everything that I know about Elvis Costello and this incident. It just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Particularly if you're familiar with his music from the very start. You know, he's, so many of his songs are directly anti-fascist, anti-racist. And and also very, very influenced by people like B.B. King, James Brown, and Ray Charles. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, and so he has, um, he sobered up. (laughs) Oh, and then, and then it got into the press. So, so these, these, these people that he interacted with, that he had this argument with, went to the press and it became a big thing here in the States. I mean, not big thing like on ABC nightly news or anything, but it got 
reported on pretty extensively in the music press and um, really hampered his career here in the States for, well, who, who knows how much and for how long, but it, mm-hmm. it definitely didn't help. Um, so he was very contrite about it right up front. Um, he, let's see, I, I have a quote here. Um, the quote that he gave, I believe that this is uh, in one of the first uh, interviews that or statements that he made at the time was, it became necessary for me to outrage these people with, with about the most obnoxious and offensive remarks that I could muster. <clears throat> so... I, he just wanted to shut him up, basically. Yeah, so... Okay, so so where are you at with this? I, I've never been able to wrap my brain around this entirely. Well, um, when I first learned of this, it was about you know one of the people that that was in the argument was uh, bon, Bonnie Bramlett, who was um, she she like sang with Ike and Tina Turner, you know, and and so she's she's ingrained into the music and not just music, but but you know, black music, music of, of just rich color. And, and this guy, he says, he says these things and it's going to set her off. So she's the one that blew it up and brought it to the press is what I mean, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, and of course it, it caught me off guard as well because I'm like you thinking his music is influenced by these people. Can he really feel this way? Um, and I think back in 1980, you know, people were flinging, flinging the, the phrases around left and right. Um, these days, these days, I think we're, we're a little more, uh, we're a little more careful and cautious and I think understanding of what kind of damage words like that can, can do. Elvis Costello, um, put out an autobiography, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. He dedicates a whole chapter to this incident. Uh. Um, And so anyone who is grappling with this um, can certainly go and and read read about it. I, I feel like, obviously, it was... I don't want to use the word unfortunate because that sounds a little too flippant um but uh, he i i think ultimately everybody has to make their own choice about whether or not they can get past it and still right. enjoy his his music um right. i i have looked and looked like certainly through all of his his content as far as songs go and i i just everything that i've come across indicates that this is really a a one-off um isolated incident where he just he just made a serious serious miscalculation um and and um and I, 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 yeah, 
obviously I'm kind I'm still flummoxed about how I feel about this. Yeah, of course. Obviously I'm still listening to his music and I I still love his music and I um and I I have no problem giving Elvis Costello my money for his music. Um he was he certainly dealt with it the aftermath of it is just about as well um, as anyone can. Um, So uh, I I hate to say, oh, he was just a a young punk trying to be as obnoxious as he could because, once again, that sounds like I'm giving him a a free pass about it. But I, I, I think that that's that's kind of what it boils down to. I think also that you you know we we can look at you know that was back in seventy what seventy eight seventy nine nineteen seventy nine uh, seventy nine yeah. yeah yeah so we can we can look at that and and say to ourselves people do grow and people do kind of move past this and kind of grow out of that and grow up from from you know yeah. from that and it's 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 a very good very strong possibility that Elvis Costello has grown you know from that situation oh without a doubt yeah so anyways there's that um and i i think that ultimately people have to take it take that information and do with it what they will um Mm. i've certainly struggled with it for a long time um and i still haven't completely wrapped my brains around it but Let's move on, shall we? Yeah. Um, in 1980, Elvis Costello releases um, the album Get Happy. This is a double album. This has so many songs. Um, <laughs> it is Rolling Stone's 11th best album of the 1980s and Pitchfork's number 26 best album of the 1980s uh this was our number six for uh no our number seven seven right so this this album this is a very um well-regarded album of his um and i just don't get it you know (laughs) you know what this makes me think of Remember back in the day when shopping malls were a thing and you you would go to shopping malls and there would always be these um, displays of art with with all of the dots and you would have to stare at it and stare at it and suddenly you see a sailboat or a sunset or whatever. You're not finding the sailboat. Yeah, right. So it's like sometimes you look at it and you see yeah. it and you go, ah, ah, I got it. That's a sailboat. And sometimes you just look at it and somebody goes up and says, oh, that's a sailboat. And you never see it. And you just yeah. got to take the person's word for it. That's how I feel about this album and its yeah. greatness. Uh, I just, I don't see it. I don't hate this album. Um, certainly, certainly not. But uh, it, it just, it sounds really rushed and and kind of slapped together and boy there are a lot of songs i mean honestly i i think you could take you could just remove the first eight songs off of this album and it would be a lot better 
And I think that was probably part of the problem I had with it. It was just really too long. Um, yeah, and so he's doing this. Um, you know, he's doing. He's he's re- he's got some more like ska elements. He's got some like '60s R and B in there. Some Motown references, but it 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 the it just it doesn't. The pieces don't fit for me. They're they're just not. This album never clicked for me. Um, the probably the most famous songs off of this album are "I Can't Stand Up for Falling Down," "High Fidelity," and "New Amsterdam." Um, I did not pick a song. I off almost of this album. didn't want to pick a song from this album. <laughs> uh-huh. So we're we're pretty simpatico on this album. So was it? Did you have a hard time choosing between several songs, or was this the like? Well, if I'm going to pick a song, this is the song I'm going to pick. Yeah, Black and White World kind of stuck out to me because, to me, it was... uh, I think the energy grabbed me a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the sound of it a little bit better. It, you know, and I went through and I I even listened to the lyrics, read the lyrics, and I, I, I tossed it back and forth, I think, between that and I Stand Accused. But it, uh... Yeah, the whole the whole album. I think I think Black and White World was just the one that that if I had to pick one, this is going to be the one. I was looking at the black and white world. It seemed so exciting. In it on a put me back to back with that girl. When the nights and what i'd like rob if there are i would like anyone who um is an elvis costello fan and of elvis costello's first eight albums this is their favorite of his albums please reach out to us on facebook um and uh, and just give us your two cents worth and what your favorite songs on the album are because i i really feel like I need to revisit this album and and figure out what what the hell my problem is. Um, <laughs> so um, if if you wouldn't mind just going to Facebook and finding the the post for this episode and just dropping us a note saying this is my favorite early Elvis Costello album and why. Um, that'll be really interesting and we will we will uh definitely revisit this album uh when we get to it and we'll yeah. uh any any insight you have we will incorporate it into our discussion of this album when, when we get to it in the rundown 1981 january of 1981 elvis costello and the attractions release trust so this is your favorite of his early albums yeah, it was. Uh, it is my favorite of, of his earliest. And um, to me, just listening to it, I kind of felt like I picked up on 
um, maybe influences of, of other bands. I picked up on just, you know, the, the, just the sounds of, of, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it to me, it, it felt like a really strong 1981 album, you know? Yeah, this is this is often referred to as one of Elvis Costello's most overlooked and underrated albums, oh, and wow. I I absolutely believe that as well. It it took me a long time to like hook in to this this album, but I really like it. It's my number four, and that's only because you know the first three are a three way tie for my number one. Yeah. Um, the songwriting on this album, he is really, really developing as a songwriter. Yeah, it's, oh, brilliant, uh, brilliant lyrics. Yeah, I am. I'm really impressed that, that this is your your favorite Elvis Costello album oh, okay. of this period. Um, this is a, this is this is a really good album. Um, the biggest hits off of this album were um, Clubland and uh, Watch Your Step. So there were, as I was going through this catalog of albums, um, there were only two albums where I thought that I knew what song you were going to pick. One of uh, them you did and one of them you didn't. Can so, I? Can I? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So the one, the one, the one that I thought you were going to zero in on um, but you didn't end up picking was uh, shot with his own gun. I was gonna say, can I make a prediction yeah. as far as what that would be? And that's exactly the one I thought you would. Yeah, would this say. is this is by far my favorite song off of this album. It is a new. This is the first time we hear Elvis Costello doing this type of song. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna hear it. A lot moving forward, um, and this is the point where, from from here on out, I mean, I wouldn't call this song a ballad, but it is, um, you know, slow tempo. There, there's no propulsion to it. It is, it is purely about the arrangement and the songwriting and the lyrics, and it, it's very very effective and very dramatic um this is this is one of my um easily in my top 10 as far as elvis costello all-time favorite elvis costello songs how does it feel now you've been undressed by a man with a mind like a cut to press so disappointed to find it's no big sin lying skin to skin Shot with his own gun Now dad is keeping mom Shot with his own gun Now somebody has to pay For the one who got away Yeah, what about that melodramatic piano? <laughs> um yeah, you, you know it's it's amazing because this was the song that I was going to pick, and I thought to myself, I bet you that's obvious for me. I bet you Joseph's going to say, I know which song you're going to pick. Um, <laughs> and that wasn't the reason I didn't choose it, but <laughs> but it is a great song. It's a fantastic song. So, uh, what song did you pick instead? 
Oh, I picked White Knuckles, and uh, it blows it blows me away. This song, it Elvis Costello uh, writes some pretty dark lyrics, and I mean you know this, but me as somebody just coming into his music and listening to it, not, not for the first time, but deeply for the first time, I'm noticing that he can go some dark places, and I I felt like this song was was really heavy. You know, it was it was yeah. a heavy tune. Yeah. Um, and uh, this again, it, this is one of those songs that I felt had some influences, and I couldn't quite place it. Like, you know, what am I hearing in here? And then doing the research, um, I read that uh, Elvis Costello admitted to having modeled the song after uh, a couple XTC albums. As I was, uh, you know, doing my research on this album, I came across a, a contemporary uh, review of this that just perfectly summarized how I feel about this album. And the critic, I should have made note of what publication it was in, referred to this as elegant, hard-hitting pop. And that sounds just about right. Also in um, 1981, Elvis Costello releases Almost Blue. So I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about this album. Um, it is all cover tunes of country western covers. So, you know, early country, the, the 50s and 60s stuff. There's songs from Hank Williams, Merle Haggard, and George Jones. A lot of twangy steel guitars. Um, I know a lot of a lot of people like this album. It by it by the way is the first album without Nick Lowe producing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So um, Nick Lowe will only produce one more. Um, album for Elvis Costello, and that's 1986's Blood and Chocolate, which we will get to sometime in the future. Um, all I, the last thing that I um, need to say about this album is all you need to hear is Elvis Costello does a good cover, uh, uh, cover album of early country western songs. If that sounds good to you, you are going to love this album. <laughs> if it doesn't sound appealing to you, it's you're like me, where it's just not for you. Okay. Um, so I, I picked the song that sounded sort of the least twangy, the, the song that, that would fit, sounded like it would fit the most with the other music that we've got on this playlist. And that song is... Um, a song called I'm Your Toy. 
You may be sweet and nice, but that won't keep you warm at night. Cause I'm the one who taught you how to do the things you do. All your charms He may hold you in his arms But I'm the one who let you in I was right beside you then That song was originally by Graham Parsons and I, I agree with you that it's probably the least twangy of, uh, of the songs on this album. Um, and, and I want it to be known, too, that I like old-school country music. Um, I, I am a big fan of, like, uh, you know, the old... Like the old school, uh, uh, you know, old Merle Haggard, and and uh, th- this is the kind of music that's on this album. For some reason, Elvis Costello doing it turned me off cold, mm. <laughs> and that's why I didn't pick a song. <laughs> um, there were not any hits off of this album, although the the song "A Good Year for the Roses" pops up on um, at least one compilation. Um, of uh, Elvis Costello's. Okay, can we move on? Yeah, let's go into the next uh, next album. 1982 sees the release of Imperial Bedroom. Oh, I love this album. I, I love this album as much as I love Armed Forces. I just love it in a different way. It's a whole different thing. Um, the But it is, man, talk about painting a picture and putting you in a world. I mean, this is, um, it took me a long time to connect with this song, with this album. And honestly, it was um, back in the early 90s, uh, I had a friend um, who I had a bit of a crush on and she she was raving about this album. And so that made me go back and, and re-examine it. And um, boy, and then it just clicked for me. Um, so, so this is an album that you, you really need to listen to, at least I needed to listen to many, many times before I got it. Um, but I, th- this is the other album where I really could close my eyes and pick a song and I would absolutely love it you know I, I i could have picked any song off of this album um the probably the biggest hits off of this album were you little fool and man out of time uh this album is rolling stones 166th greatest album of all time number 38 best album of the 80s Q Magazine thinks it's the 96th greatest album of all time. For me, you know how you had those three albums that were pretty much all number one to you because mm-hmm. they, they were just so good. This is one of those three albums for me. Yeah. Um, it, it 
was right up there with my, you know, it's just which one do I pick to be number one, number two, and number three? It's yeah. difficult. It's so yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, I really did enjoy this. And I noticed that it was kind of a trend towards this era of his music that I was liking more and more. I mean, obviously post almost blue, but... <laughs> This album definitely has its own texture, right? And yeah. um, I, although there are some some more upbeat or like faster songs, up tempo songs, um, there aren't any real barn burners on this album, and um, I just just like Armed Forces. There is probably only one song off of this album that would make my top 10 fav all-time favorite Elvis Costello songs. Um, that's Almost Blue. But every every single song is a 7, 8, or a 9 for me. Yeah. It is yeah. so consistent. Um, man, he is just, in the late 70s, early 80s, he, he is on, like the granddaddy of roles. I, I feel like there's so many heartfelt songs in this album too. You know, it's, it's, it's all, it feels like it's delivered from the heart, not just, you know, well, yeah. And, and, and also he is, he is really tackling a lot of issues. Um, you know, a lot more, um, originally the title of this album was going to be emotional fascism. Um, and that is definitely the theme throughout this. So it, it's um, there are some social issues tackled, not a lot of political issues so much. Um, but there there is some really deep introspective storytelling going on yeah. on this album. Um, so let's listen to your pick. What, what is your favorite song off of this album? Uh, my favorite song was Human Hands. I've been talking to the wall and it's been answering me. Oh, darling, how I miss you. I'm just a mere shadow of my former selfishness. I crave the silhouette of your kiss. With only the blue light of the TV on. Liberating threats and false alarms. There's a bar somewhere holding hands with himself. And a girl in a window on the reaper bar Whenever I put my foot in my mouth And you begin to doubt That it's you that I'm dreaming about Do I have to draw you a diagram? All I ever want is just to fall into your human hands I love this song, but this was the song of your picks that surprised me the most. <laughs> I don't know why. It just, I didn't see Rob in it at all. So obviously it was a very pleasant surprise. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I have my moods. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every once in a while there's there's something, I don't know, every once in a while I turn into a big, a big soft teddy bear. And, mm -hmm. and <laughs> yeah. So my pick is almost blue. As I mentioned before, um, it is my favorite song off of this album. Um, do you know the story behind the song? I don't. Okay, so this song, like many, many of his his songs, when he 
when he was writing this song, he was thinking about something very specific. He was thinking about Chet Baker. And so he wrote this song for Chet Baker. And um, he gave this song to Chet Baker and never heard back from him. Wow. And, uh, and went and released it himself. And then in, I think it was 1987... So that would have been five or six years later. Um, a documentary comes out about Chet Baker, and Elvis Costello goes to see it, and there is live footage of Chet Baker singing this song. <laughs> Can you imagine how thrilled he would have been after, yeah. like, not hearing for... I mean, he, he must have just assumed... Okay, well, that he hated that song. That's yeah. a that's <laughs> not a thing. And then for it to just sort of pop up, I I, I love that. Almost blue, almost doing things we used to do. There's a girl here and she's almost you. Almost all the things that your eyes once promised, I see in us too. Now your eyes are red from crying. That brings us to the last album that we're going to discuss tonight. So this was your number two? Yeah. Uh, like I said, Punch the Clock Trust and um, and Imperial Bedroom were all very close as far as being my favorites. Um, to me, I I just got really caught up in the, the lyrics, the songwriting. Huh. I, think, I think brilliant. That is that is interesting. I can't connect with this album. There there are a number of absolutely stellar songs. Probably three songs that would make it into my top ten. Certainly my top twenty. Um, but there there's a lot of stuff on this album that just isn't working for me. Like the music, a lot of a lot of the elements just kind of, they seem like they're sticking out at odd angles. You know, there's a lot of um, like James Brown horns and stuff that don't mm -hmm. quite feel like they're serving the song properly. There is a lot of, um, of faster up-tempo songs right. Right. but i i feel like bigger. we're we've gotten to the phase where his power really is more in the 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 slower more complex ballady stuff than it, the, yeah. the 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 wannabe i mean he, he he does he's not an angry young man at this point he doesn't have that fire in the belly um that really 
is essential for the barn burners to work. Uh, of course, yeah. we're talking about incredibly subjective stuff, so this is just my take on it. But <laughs> sure. kind of from here on out, it is it is the um, you know the almost blues um, and the shot with your own guns. Uh, and the song that I, well, both songs that we're going to feature off of this album that have the real power that, that, that are the gut punches uh, and, for me. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and admit that that might be my appeal. This, the appeal to this al- album is probably solely in the songwriting, but I will also say that mm-hmm. the thing that makes it hard for me to get into Elvis Costello or has made it hard for me to get into Elvis Costello is that slow ballady type song. Hmm. Um, it, with his voice and the slow tempo, it's always wanted. I've always wanted to, to just go to sleep, you hmm. know, and he, that's the reason I really didn't care for him. So if there's, I think just the fact that there's more energy mm-hmm. along with mm-hmm. his always mm-hmm. brilliant lyrics really what kind of grabbed me for this let's talk about um what nme thinks about this album they call it the um 345th greatest album of all time (laughs) there you go it had elvis costello's biggest u.s hit um it was the the first actually i i take that back I, i don't know if it was in the end if it was his biggest hit but it was his first top 40 hit um, with Every Day I Write the Book. Um, yeah. Let's circle back and talk about that song in a little bit. But let's get to some music. So Pills and Soap, that was, there yeah. was no way that you weren't going to pick that song. You, Pills yeah, and I Soap is the absolute standout <laughs> on this album as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. They talk to the sister, the father and the mother With a microphone in one hand and a checkbook in the other And the camera noses into the tears on her face The tears on her face, the tears on her face You can put them back together with your paper and paste But you can't put them back together, you can't put them back together What would you say, what would you do? Children and animals two by two Give me the needle, give me the rope We're gonna melt them down for pills and soap Like I said, I love the lyrics, I love the songwriting, it's top-notch dark mysterious oh and the arrangements are yeah. amazing, amazing. The, the arrangements make this song yeah. um the uh you know the the attractions at this point aren't being called to um you know burn down the house quite so much as in the earlier days but they are stepping up to yeah. you know whatever elvis costello throws at them um because if if the if the arrangement if the musicality had been bungled on this song it mm. it, it would have been a disaster but this man. is also this is this is the first time i recall ever hearing pills and soap and yeah uh, yeah and it, 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 i i don't understand as far as i know it doesn't 
I've never heard an Elvis Costello compilation, and I've heard and owned a lot of Elvis Costello compilations where this song has shown up. And I don't understand why, because it is definitely in my top 10 all-time favorite Elvis Costello songs. Well, it's definitely in mine, too. My second favorite song off of this album is Shipbuilding, which is another like slow-tempo um, ballad. Um, it's... It's a little lovelier um, than pills and soap, um, so it's it would be easy to miss the right. the darkness and the edge to the song because it because it's such a lovely ballad. But this is there there is a real tragic story in this uh, being told in this song. Is it worth it when you and a coat and shoes for the wife and a bicycle on the boy's birthday? It's just a rumor that was spread around town by the women and children. Soon we'll be shipbuilding. Boy said, Dad, they're going to take me to task. But I'll be back by Christmas. It's just a rumor that we spread around town. Somebody said that someone got killed in for saying that people get killed in. came out it, it seems to me that there was a war Falkland oh the Falklands war yeah with was taking place love me some Elvis Costello so that that brings us up um through 1983 the first eight albums of Elvis Costello yeah. and um the end of this episode as far as the the albums we're going to cover let's talk about what's coming up next yeah. the first sunday of next month we're going to be talking about april and may of 1978 we're going to look at debuts from one of the few bands that made both of our top 10 new wave bands list plus the band responsible for rob's fourth favorite album of 1978 released their follow-up will he love it just as much and joseph's third all-time favorite new wave band begins shifting away from straight ahead punk toward the weird lopsided post-punk that he loves so much 
Hey, I want to remind you that um, every song that we heard in this episode, as well as every song that we've mentioned in this episode, will be included in the playlist. You can find the link in our show notes. So I'm going to go out on Every Day I Write the Book. This is the first Elvis Costello song that I ever heard as far as identifying it as Elvis Costello. I would not call it one of the best pop songs ever written. I wouldn't even call it one of my favorite pop songs ever written. But I think it does qualify as one of the most perfect pop songs ever written. If you, if you look at the structure and the arrangement and the lyrics, the lyrics are accessible and they're clever and they don't talk down to you, but they're not too esoteric. It's very straightforward tale. That He's just having a lot of fun with the theme of it. Um, there's not... It doesn't have that extra something that makes a truly classic pop song. But uh, when I was talking about shipbuilding, I was talking about how Elvis Costello, when he sits, sits down with an objective, I'm going to do this type of song or I'm going to do that type of song. Man, he just dials it in. And this is, this is just, a, a, if I were ever teaching a, a class on sports, writing pop songs, which I never would because <laughs> who who am I to do such a thing? I would examine this song because this is, I, I mean, this has it all. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, we will talk to you next month. See ya. Don't tell me.